I'm Nikki. And I'm Kirtana. And you're listening to The Chat Room. <laughs> oh my god, dude, have you watched the latest Coffee with Current? Is there a new one? There have been two episodes. I didn't know he was doing them again. I thought people got all mad at him, so he wasn't going to do them for a while. I mean, he talks about that in the first episode. The first one is Alia and Renvier. Uh, what a surprise. Well, I only bring it up because of Alia. Sure. I didn't even realize that her and Renvier Singh were that close of friends. They are like best friends, dude. When she was shooting, you know the Dolida song in Gangubai? Yeah. I guess like she was about to collapse that day from exhaustion. Oh my gosh. Because of just like, I mean, it's it's rigorous being on a Sanjay Lilo Bansali film. For sure. And she called him and was like, I don't think I can do it. I'm not going to be able to deliver for him. Because that song is intense. That dancing is like yeah. intense. Yes, it is. And he like coached her through it on the phone, all this stuff. And then they were about to shoot it. And she looks up and he came to support her for the song. And I was like, that's so sweet. That's very sweet. Well, speaking of Gangubai. Speaking of Gangubai, we should always be speaking of Gangubai because that movie was the best Hindi movie. I'm going to speak out now that I think I think it's going to come out this year. I think it's the best Hindi movie that's going to come out this year. I, I don't think I'm going to disagree with you on that. I really feel like that's true. It was visceral. It was beautiful. It was everything about it was just so wonderful. And I'm so happy that we got to talk to the, the person behind it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously when you think of Gangubai, everyone is going to talk about Sanjili Libansali. But the thing that's so cool about it is the fact that it was, you know, co-written by this incredible woman that we got to talk to with Karshini Vashishta. She is a Los Angeles-based now screenwriter who works here and in India. She co-wrote Gangubai Katiwadi, as we're saying which after premiering at the Berlin Film Festival had a very successful box office run and is now making waves all over the world thanks to its premiere on Netflix. Despite graduating with an engineering degree and getting her MBA, God really making us look back, Udgarshini <laughs> found her way into TV and film with an incredible mentor, the iconic director Sanjay Lila Bansali. Her journey into her entertainment career is the epitome of of why we wanted to do this podcast. Seriously. She is the definition of, of manifestation. Like that, this is how you manifest. No, it's so true. And her decade-long partnership with Bansali not only includes Gangubai, but also Ramlila, where Uthkarshini worked as his associate director. And the story of Ramlila and Gangubai is the craziest story. You might know some of it, but the way that she explains it is just like the most interesting thing ever. She's also known for writing the hard-hitting and powerful Sarbjit, which premiered at the Cannes Film Festival and was long listed for the Oscars. So the cool thing about this interview is that, you know, not only do we get a lot of the really awesome information about the making of Gangubai and how long it took and what that process was like, but the day before we recorded this episode, India's Supreme Court actually observed that sex work is a profession. They actually recognized it as a profession and that sex workers should not be harassed by the police. It's not a coincidence that this movie came out and everybody was talking about it and then this happened. We talk about how the things we want to make, we want them to incite and create change. And and she really did that with this movie. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, we, we talk a lot about this in, in the episode too. It's like things happen for a reason when they're supposed to happen, you know? 
amazing like actually though and then the last thing i'll say is it was so funny so you watch gungubai we watched gungubai we loved it we were like we have to talk to the person who you know was responsible for the story behind this one and i just expected her to be like super serious and solemn <laughs> but karshini is like the most bubbly like i think she should have her own show like she oh, really? she's such a personality and we like there was like actually a a, a real friendship i think blossomed between the three of us well, 100%. <laughs> this yeah she's of she's truly a gem on this earth yeah we love you with Krishni. she knows <laughs> Well, with Karshini, I'm so excited. We are we are so excited to get to chat with you today. You and you know, you just chose just the perfect day because yesterday, Supreme Court of India gave this directive that it recognizes sex work as a profession. So, oh my gosh. yes, finally, right. Indian sex workers are being afforded the dignity that they have been demanding for ages. It's like Gangubai's fight after like some oh god 40 50 years after she's been like gone is finally yeah. like realized so it was such that's a happy amazing. moment i was like wow that's yeah. incredible oh yeah. my gosh i mean that film i that i think that's my favorite thing i've seen this year um, oh thank you so it's, it's much out of, like hindi language like it was just i mean from the first five minutes it's just so it's i'm sorry i rant five second rant <laughs> I love it because it's almost poetic to the actual story where the second you start watching, you can't stop watching. Like you are now part of this. Like you have seen too much, you know too too much, much, and you have Mm -hmm. to finish watching it. And I just finished watching. I was like, that's just so like hauntingly beautiful because that's exactly what happened to Gangubai. So it's like, I don't know. I I just thought the whole thing was was so um, beautiful. Like I, I don't even like calling it Bollywood because I feel like that has such a... Different connotation to it, Different yeah. Connotation yeah. To it, but but if I were to call Bollywood, it's the best thing I think to come out this year. Which down. like we we should just like get rid of that stigma and that nonsense too. Like, we say you know what I mean because like yeah because like Bollywood is in like Indian cinema and and Bollywood should be interchangeable in a way where we don't have this like yeah. there's not like a dirty word attached to like a dirty connotation right. attached to one or the other or like this is kitschy versus this is you know whatever it's like no it's all indian cinema yeah. it's all beautiful but this is yeah i mean i'm with her like gangubai was easily easily one of the best things i've seen in india cinema thank you so much thank you this Sam. year for sure for sure and unexpected i think for me it was really unexpected how every aspect of it was beautifully surprising right like of course it was written well you know obviously major props to you but like and of course it was directed well because Sanjay Sir is just like, you know, he's Sanjay Leela Bansali. But amazing. yeah, but it's like moments that I didn't expect to be like impactful are impactful. Yeah. And that's really exciting. Yeah. And to come to think of it, I wrote this screenplay 11 years ago. This was my- Oof, Yes, which I want to get into with you. So when you and I first met, that's what you mentioned that. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't imagine this being made 11 years ago and what it would look like. Like, obviously, it, it still looks look like anything. We wouldn't have Alia. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we wouldn't have Alia, but like, you know, the like, I feel like the sensibility would also, could also be very different. I mean, the, yeah. you know, the writing, I'm, I'm sure you've had multiple revisions and, you know, we'll talk about that and whatnot, 46. but like, <laughs> yeah, see, 
that's definitely something that like I can't wait for us to dive into with you. Sure. But let's dig into it. First of all, thank you so much. We're excited to chat thank with you. you. Thank you for um, having me over. Thank you. I when when uh, when when I met you a couple months ago, I was like, she's so fucking cool. Like not only did she write this bomb ass thing, but like you're just so cool. Like I was just so excited. So like the moment I could, I was like, Nikki. <laughs> you gotta talk to her. <laughs> she was like, "Duh." I, I was obsessed with that movie. I literally, I've, I've made everybody I know who doesn't even watch Bollywood movies be like, "You gotta watch this," because it's not, it's not, it's just so crazy. Like, I can't believe no one knows about her. No one's talked about her. Like, streaming oh, yeah. on Netflix. Like, Check it out. But yeah, but I mean, I think before we get into all the, you know, 684 questions we have about, you know, the Gungubai <laughs> process, you know, the thing that we always like to ask just off the bat with the, with the people that we talk to is how you got into this world. Like, how did you get into the art world, writing, filmmaking? And the other important thing that we always love to know about is, was that interest and that passion supported at home by loved ones? Yeah. So, um, wow. I'm I'm from a Hopefully very... we're not triggering unpleasant. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's every Asian kid trauma, yeah. Right. I come from a very, very simple, regular family. Most of the people in my family are teachers. Uh, I was raised by a single mom. Uh, but my mom, she used to get like this one day off in the week and she used to work like 16 hours a day. Like she she, she really worked hard. And yeah. on that one day off, she really liked to watch movies. And I was a kid, I was six, seven, and she had nowhere to leave me. And she, I would just go with her and we'll go to this one cinema hall in uh, Delhi where they used to so, show what we call as like art cinema. She had these favorite filmmakers and every week they would change the movie. Every Sunday afternoon, that's what I used to do. Most of the time I used to fall asleep. But I have seen stuff at my age, which is very hard for even like 20, 30, 40 year olds to understand. Like, you know, Sham Benegal, Satyajit Rays and all that stuff because my mom loved that stuff. So even though she was like, uh, she puts a lot of pressure on me on the academic part of my life. So I'm an engineer and an MBA. So, yeah, I had to take all those boxes before I could even think of getting into uh, cinema, art, writing. And which is funny because my mom, after being after running a school for 20 years and doing everything, right now she's a journalist. She writes a blog which has got oh like, well, like wow. 30,000 followers. And yeah, she's she does nice. this now. Finally in her life, this is what <laughs> she's doing. So... I got it from her, but yeah, like every Indian parent, she wanted me to be secure first. So that was the beginning. That's where I come from. Um, Wait, also pause. She didn't want you to just be secure. She wanted you, if the institution of engineering were to collapse, you had a backup plan of pursuing business. You had not just an A, a B, and a C as well. So my thing was that uh, for my MBA, I really wanted to get out of my house. It's like, I have to get out of here. So my choice after school was either become a doctor or an engineer. I chose engineering because it was four years versus five and a half years that I would have to give for medicine. I was like, four years. I'll give you four years. So I had no interest in engineering. I I know nothing. I know nothing. So I did it. 
Uh, but I, have you heard about the wheel? It's really good. And how <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I know it's a big long thing. I, I like it. I like yes. it. My kid plays with it. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. And then for my MBA, of course, I have to get into the top colleges and I did all my exams, everything. And then I got into India's, I think, uh, third or the fourth rated college at that time. And we went to uh, Bombay for our like in-person interview and stuff. And there they told us that they have just started an international campus uh, in Dubai and uh, it will be a one-year course intensive and they were offering me a scholarship. I didn't even check with my mom. I said, yes, I'm going to Dubai because I, <laughs> I just Girl, I feel out. you. That is you exactly like pulled up a map. You pulled up a map and you go, how far away can I get? Yeah, let's do this. And then I landed in Dubai. I did my MBA. I was pretty good at it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And after that, I was just like, I can't go into corporate. I kept saying no to all the jobs, campus placements. And I had this hope that some media entertainment company would come and just take me. And at the end of it, there were just two people left in the entire batch. The hostel was empty. It was like, literally, we were two ghosts, like roaming around this entire hostel alone. And the college was mad that you said no to four job offers. And then this uh, ZTV oh, comes. Oh, sure. Yeah, ZTV comes for placement. I said, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Somebody what does ZTV need? What? <laughs> and uh, um, so uh, ZTV comes and uh, they hire the other guy. so i somehow got the number of uh, the recruiter he was the marketing head of ztv and i just called him and i said i don't usually do it uh, because it's my first job so this is i'm doing it the first time but why didn't you hire me (laughs) and i I was that's everywhere and he's like uh well, we asked you a question that are you interested in sales or marketing? And you said marketing. And we had uh, opening in the sales department. So we didn't take you. But when I have opening in marketing, I'll take you. I said, I'll join tomorrow. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> like, just get me out of here. I want to work for a TV channel. Wow, I want to get into yeah. media. So, yeah. That wow. was the beginning of the stuff. I got into ZTV. I slogged in marketing and PR for a few years. And then I started sneaking into the programming, production side of it, you know, creative side of it. So we got a new boss for the new creative head. And mm. uh, I thought he doesn't know anything. So I just sort of went and presented myself, if you need any help. And he started giving me work before he started forming his team. So for one year, he had no idea that I was not in his department. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Twenty-one hours a day, and it was like one day he just yelled at me that why don't I have those promos on my table? I said because I was finishing that press release. Why are you doing the press release? That's like uh, Manoj's department, and I was like, uh, no, that is my department. I'm the marketing and PR head, <laughs> and he's like, what? I thought you were in my department. I said, I wish. So yeah. That's how. This is like entertainment, Munabai. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I <laughs> my way. So I crawled and sneaked my way into finally. Like it took a while. It wasn't easy. If you were looking at an easy answer, like how did I get into this? No, we love this business? so much more. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, this is how, how it started. So then how did you, you know, transition fully? Like, was was there a moment where, like, were they upset that you were lying? Like, No, it was like, just oh, like, man, he's like, oh, we have to change it. Like, you have to join my department. Of course, my marketing boss was a little upset. 
but he was amazing. He <laughs> like, he's like, okay, fine. If you'll be happier there, go. So my transition happened fully. Wow. That is like, that is truly yeah. the definition of hustle. Like you, hustle. you made yourself the job. Like you gave yourself the job. I used to leave office at six o'clock, drive like 40 miles to the studios edit all night, come back to my tiny room at like 5 a.m. in the morning, sleep for three hours, take a shower, go back to work, do Ooh. my marketing PR thing, <laughs> and then again leave for wow. the studios in the night. Wow. I wow. did that for a very long time, almost a year. Also, by the way, good thing I didn't say screw ZTV when you said they hired the other guy, because I was about to, because clearly <laughs> yeah, this ended up being a good my, thing. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> my crown like that's where I learned everything wow that's crazy and then like my and this is from an outsider's point of view my conception of conception my perception of uh your conception my conception when I birthed the Hindi film industry um, (laughs) my perception of of the industry is is it feels very um, insular. And and obviously there's ob- a lot of talk about nepotism and stuff like that. And so I'm so curious as somebody who quite literally like worked the system in her favor to get into a creative team. How did you work your way through that system of, of Bollywood to become like getting yeah. your first job um, as AD on Ram Leela? Like how do you go from point A to point B like that? <laughs> Also, by the way, that is the cleverest form of fake it till you make it ever. Yeah. I mean, it is fake it till you make it. It is literally like, there is not a better definition of fake it till you make it than with Karshani's journey. Like that is absolute no, batshit bananas and crazy. Dude, it's not fake it till you make it. It's be it until everyone else. Until everyone else sees it. Yeah. So that's true. of 27, uh, Z offered me a uh, uh, position as like um, uh, assistant vice president. And that was like, I would have been the youngest VP in the company. And I was like, I got scared. I got like shit scared. I was like, no, I want to write. I want to be doing this stuff. And this would mean that I get stuck in the corporate wheel <laughs> for yeah. the rest of my life. So at that point, I was like, I have to move. So they gave me the offer. And next day I went and resigned. And since I'd worked like four years without a single leave, I had like a lot of money to cash from them. Mm. So I took all that money and came to Los Angeles to uh, NYFA, gave them all my money. And I told them, teach me filmmaking. So, <laughs> Z, uh, But Z was really nice. They wrote me an email. They said like, um, you know, we are going to give you one year leave. You're still a member of the company. And uh, when you come back, you're welcome to join back. And like, you know, so they were really nice to me. I was like, okay, fine. So I was here till my money ran out, till I figured out. So, you know, being this kind of person who's always been in the academic side of the thing, and unless and until somebody else certifies me, gives me a degree, I don't believe I know anything. So Mm -hmm. I'd been producing like I'd produced by 350 hours of content by the time I landed in uh, NYFA here I still felt that I do not have any formal training in it I know nothing I, I'm I'm a faker like you know I can't go no, in the market and say, uh, the, not yeah not at all <laughs> like, that I know anything doer. <laughs> so I, I got them to certify oh yes you know filmmaking oh yes you know how to write so I got the certificates from them 
and then i came uh, to back to dubai and uh, my boss who had no idea that uh, i was in his team the creative head was by now uh, my boyfriend <laughs> so yes oh this romance and who's now my husband and father of my what children. is happening <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh you thought you were just getting a simple like are you writing about your life right no 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 seriously no. I, i'm like can we Can oh, we write about can we make a yeah. can we make a movie? Yeah, so basically I It's came back to like a movie. He's literally like a movie. There are twists and I can't even what? <laughs> oh my god. A writer, a writer. That's yeah. a writer right there. So yeah, I came back to Dubai and he threw me out of the house. He said this is not how you make a career in movies by sitting in Dubai. You go to Bombay and you work your ass off. Go live the struggler life. and yeah so i was like yeah but you know how do i do i know nobody in bombay how do i start but he just like threw me out of the house so i landed in bombay i did the struggle a bit for a very short while because by this time my best friend from my mba days had a very plush job with jp morgan she gave me a car and a driver and took me on oh. foreign vacations so that was my struggle the struggle life but i did try to <laughs> get some work and i was getting frustrated z offered me a job back I was at the verge of saying yes to the Z job because it came with a very good pay package, security, and I would travel the world with sure. them. And at the same moment, there was this one um, director that I used to work with. Uh, I was in nonfiction. I, I used to do a lot of nonfiction earlier, and he was doing his first show as a project head. And he said that this is going to be my first show. Why don't you join me as a creative um, head on this show? And I said, Sir, I'm not going to come back to TV. I want to. work in movies i want to write and he's like just this last show it's only 8 months of your life come just help me out and the show was x factor i joined and uh, they didn't have <laughs> judges at that time they had one judge and i just made the suggestion why don't we get sanjali labansali as a judge and they said ha sanjali labansali like you know nobody can even get to talk to him like if you can get him then we'll we would love to have him so yeah i got his number from a friend and i remember going down to the parking lot of the building <laughs> got his number from a friend like, because my friends were also doing a lot of tv shows i had like friends <laughs> in the industry and somebody had worked with him 3 years ago as a guest or something so she had his hey, number hey 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 can you get sanjay lomatali on the phone please <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, question eight. Can you get Sanjay? Uh, not at this hour. He's sleeping. That's that's my friend. That's my friend that I'm gonna connect. With. So yeah, I ran the parking lot. Like I did two rounds. I said jump in. I'm like, okay, I gotta call. I gotta call Sanjay Lubansali. And then I just called. And I thought some assistant would pick up, and he picks up. Like, uh, hi. That's happened to me before with people where I'll call, and then it's was, just them. He was nothing like I had imagined him to be. Like I thought, like. you'd be so arrogant and be like he was so sweet and i was new in bombay i knew nothing and he was trying to give me directions to his office and uh, <laughs> if you know bombay we do not have directions like 340 this 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 drive it is like do you know this coffee shop if you take a left from there then you will see this restaurant <laughs> behind that restaurant you'll see a tree and then you'd go around that tree and then you'll see this green color building ask the watchman where does this guy live that's how we get directions in bombay so he was telling me have you seen this guy's house as like nope do you know this restaurant nope and then i was like oh my god i'm just like talking to bansali like this i was like so don't worry we'll find your place and i'll, I'll just reach there somehow wow so that is how i met bansali and that's how my life with him started
That's it's a like a nice story. movie. That's a movie, dude. Like, I mean, that's all we have time for. Thanks, everybody. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Holy crap. You said I was cool. I have to live up to the cool tag. Are you? Yeah. B- uh, even way, even more than I already thought you were. Good yeah, Lord. I, I do have to ask, like, how do you get someone like that to trust you so quickly? Or maybe not quickly. Like That, that was something that she immediately trusted me. And that was the mm-hmm. thing that uh, the pitch I made to him. And from that day onwards, like, I negotiated his monies. I did I did everything. And from that day onwards, like he would enter the sets and I would get call from the gate that SLB is entering. And after that, I can do nothing. I have to be around him. When he's on the camera, yeah. I have to be in his eye line because in the middle of the mm. shooting, we just start doing like, baby, what is going on? I'm like, sir, you got nine cameras on you. <laughs> Don't talk to me right now. But yeah, so he would speak only the lines that I wrote for him. He would take, uh, the updates, downloads, everything only from me. Only yeah. I was allowed to edit his segments because he just like, he said, you're sensible. So that's what, that's the biggest compliment. And once we finish, you, know, you yeah. know, you know, it's like your gut, it's a gut, right? A I mean, I guess he's been doing it long enough that he would know. He just asked me to join him once uh, X Factor finished, but uh, I had just committed to India's Got Talent for like mm-hmm. a couple of months. So I asked Bansali to wait a couple of months before I wow. joined him. <laughs> but, but again, he's, but he's Bansali, right? So like when he knows, he knows. So I'm yeah. sure like it wasn't a huge deal for him because again, like, yeah. like Nikki says, at that point when you're at that level, you know what you want and what you like yeah. and you know, yeah, you can do what Karshini, you have to do. With Karshini goes, yeah, you're going to have to wait. Like, <laughs> if you want me, you're going to have to work for it, buddy. Like, that's like power <laughs> move, baby. Power move. Wow, it's amazing. Wow. All right, so now that we know that, I mean, when he asked you to join him and you, you know, and you had to do India's Got Talent, was he asking you to join for Ramlila? No, actually, he just said that just come and let's do something together. Okay. And so I went to the uh, office to meet him and he tells me that he's going to start a TV department and he wants me to head that. And I was like, no, sir. <laughs> I <laughs> want to write. And he's like, oh, you want to write? I'm like, yes, sir. So he just picked up this book, which was Mafia Queens of Mumbai, and he gives it to me and he says, uh, go inside that room and read the story. It was Gangubai's story. So Gangubai is based yeah. on this 16-page story. Uh, so I went inside that room. I read the story and I was like, why did he ask me to read this story? So I finished the whole book and I come out of the room two hours later and he's like, man, you was like so bad. It took you two hours to read a 16-page story. He's like, no, sir, I read the whole book. I just wanted to figure out why this story. And then he's like, okay, uh, I want you to go home take three days, come back with 10 scenes and let's see if you can write. I was like, okay then. <laughs> so I came home, I did so much research, I was locked in the room, I, I, I was a pain. Like those three days, my roommates, they tell me that, I mean, they still remember how bad I was in those three days because when you start researching on a topic like this, the kind of perversion, depravity, the ugliness of a society, yeah. it just get thrown in your face and you're like, it, it can't be real. So the first scene of the movie that you see of the nose piercing scene, that is actually the first thing I ever wrote. That has never been changed. Wow. It has been like wow. 
first first scene. So I I did those ten scenes. I reach his office, and he has his habit. You know, he likes to like suss up people. So he sees me. I am in his office eleven a.m. in morning, and he asks me to go in another room and wait. And I'm waiting there, and I'm waiting there till six p.m. And I didn't move from that chair, but I was so nervous. I was just clutching my laptop and waiting and waiting and waiting. And six o'clock, he's singing a song. He's switching off the lights in his office, going home for the day. And then he opens the door and he pretends as if he had no idea I was there. Oh, baby, you're still here? I said, You asked me to wait. He said, Okay, come on, let's read what you've written. And he opens my laptop and starts reading. And I'm sitting there nervously. And then he closes the laptop and he tells me that, you know, baby, I'm so fond of you that when you said that you wanted to be a writer, and I was like, Oh, another one. And I thought I will give you these scenes. You will go home, write something. You'll come back, and I will just pat you on the shoulder and say, "You're good. You're good. You got talent, but you need to take some more time and do something else, and mm. ask you to do head the television department because you're really good at it. But this is beautiful. This is good. You can write." And I started bawling. <laughs> Like yeah, like, why wouldn't you? Sure. I was like, it was it was the validation I'd probably been waiting for all this while, and to come from him, it was amazing. Yeah. And then in the next twenty eight days, we finished the whole screenplay. I, wow. We just followed that thing. I would go home three days, write, come back. We would discuss the scene, work out the next scenes. So this is how we did the first screen, uh, the screenplay. Uh, we went into production. We had everything, the casting done. Mm. uh production design everybody was on board like the entire crew was on board set sets had started construction yeah and then one day and he asked me that you know for a writer it's very important to actually be on the set and see how the movie is made like you know mm-hmm. so um in india we don't have this like uh, i i don't know how to even like compare it to the uh, the western side of filmmaking we have something called as an associate director and the ad's all report to the associate director and associate director is like the director's right hand left hand his thinking thing bouncing board mm-hmm. so he asked me to be the associate director on the project and i'd never done movies before so i was like okay fine i'll learn but how hard would it be i'm going to use all my mba stuff excel spreadsheets i remember yeah. sitting in this room which was my office and i had my walls covered with my schedules green for outdoor and pink for indoors and everything and working away sitting with my ad's and this one guy comes in and says just take this all off we are not making gangu bai i was like what what said, we are making ramleela because uh, they managed to get like a whole block of dates for these two very big actors they like we're going to go into that movie and i was like shocked and so there was like wait so gangu bai was supposed to happen first it was we were on yeah. the flow like i mean like we were constructing sets So the entire That's crew, which was crazy. hired for Gangubai, went into Ramleela production, and they were sh- like overnight. We started switching the designs of the sets and everything, and turned into, into Ramleela sets. And Sir insisted that I stay on Ramleela also as the associate director for the project, and uh, that was it. But there was so much drama after it for like months. He would just call up in the middle of the night and start like yelling and screaming that. you did not fight for your project and gangubai will never forgive you and you also gave up because i saw the logic that was my the business yeah. side of my brain i saw the logic that he was coming off from the failure of savaria gozarish mm-hmm. was also an offbeat movie 
people wanted to see his and i love that movie too but people yeah, wanted same. to see more hamdil de chuke sanam from him sure that's like bansali's signature and ramleela was that kind of movie you know lots of songs and yeah. loud and colorful and they were it was like that if he does gangubai he might never even get to make another movie so i saw the logic in it and i supported it and i kept like 3 months i was like his therapist friend and his like beating like you know whatever like thing that you beat up like this was till now like in berlin first thing he said to me that i'll never forgive you that you didn't fight for this movie this baby look at it how much love we are getting right now and you didn't fight yeah. for it said, so i didn't fight for it so we could get all this love because this is 1000% i mean and that's why i bring that's why i will i i bring back what i said earlier which is like this movie 11 years ago is not this movie yeah yeah it's just not yeah. and it's not about alia it's not about that i mean obviously she's incredible and she did a great job but it's not even about that yeah. it's just it's not the same movie it's not the same audience it's not the same audience it's not the same like mentality it's not the yeah. same time it's not it's just not it's just and, not and the same and my first draft was really really like guttural all the pain that i had felt doing all this research and everything it was all there on paper it would have made a very good con submission but it would not have done what this movie did it brought mm. the common man out of their houses to the cinema hall to watch the life story of a prostitute like in india mm, that's yeah. a big thing that's it's not the kind of people that you talk about we managed yeah. to turn alia bhat like gangubai's character into amitabh bachchan the way right, he yeah. talks and that has taken a while and for uh, sanjay sir also and for me also like i i used to i like you can't argue with him but i used to like put my point across that i mean so how like you know are we being true to the a segment are we being true to the, the the germ of the story to a character to the life he uh, she had and he always tried to convince me that you know the best thing that i can do for gangubai and women like her is to get people to see their story and if i have to like like how you give kids medicine you coat it in honey and you just mix it in mm-hmm. juice or something if i have to do it this way let us do it this way so yeah, yeah there yeah. are a lot of scenes that still i think 80% is what we wrote initially but just the way he has played certain scenes he's just infused them with certain amount of levity certain amount of color and spunk at taken out like yeah. all the darkness from it and where the darkness is needed where the pain is needed he's punched it up so i mean yeah. and that and i think a lot of that too it's like the elements of like ramlila and bajirao and padmavat that like yeah. work here but you still get all the grounded moments yeah. and again like i just i go back to like if you had made it 11 years ago it would harken back to like what happened when people made chandni bar or chameli right yeah. which those movies not the, not that they're not good movies they're yeah. great movies but how many people saw those movies yeah, yeah. it's very you know? true and also i mean not to get philosophical but i do believe across any filmmaking industry everything happens when it's supposed to happen like yep. you you kind yeah. of have to have a little bit of faith in the universe and and yeah. the you know i i it feels weird to say that cuz i'm not typically one to be like oh my god the universe mm-hmm. but like it's happened so many times where you'll like pitch something and everyone says no and finally someone says yes and like that ended up being the best home for it yes, or so you know something dead for years and then it mm-hmm. comes back up because people are finally interested like you, you kind of just have to let it happen when it happens it's kismet and like the fact that like you know it's on netflix now as 
as we have this incredible news that has just come out of yeah. India, like there is kismet there. It this, was yeah. number one in like 45 countries. And I get like my friends send me posts from Thailand and all these places. And like people are so loving it. And, and, and it's heartwarming. It's like, finally, we did it. And, you know, on the uh, topic of uh, kismet and destiny, I've also worked with Subhash Ghai. And he told me mm-hmm. once, you know, that uh, every screenplay is born with its own destiny. And you can't change it. Wow. It'll be made when it wants to be made, with the cast that it wants to, because it's connected to that artist's destiny also. Like yeah. if Eshwarya has to go down in history as having played Paro, or what, what did she play? Did she play Paro? Okay. So she yeah. would go down <laughs> as Paro. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it would come to her. It would not go anywhere else so mm-hmm. yeah I, I believe in it and I've got like stuff that I've written a few years ago and I'm so deeply passionate about it, and the days that I feel in dumps that why can't people see how great this is and mm. then finally something happens and you know like yeah this is why we were waiting because it had to happen yeah. this way yeah um, well I'm so excited that it, it finally got realized I will say I'm, I, I recently started dating someone and he was like oh like what what should I watch like what what what's interesting to you and I was like if you want this to work out you have to watch Gung Ho prerequisite for a relationship uh, <laughs> he's like oh you you love Bollywood movies like what should I watch and I'm like you have to watch Kung Fu Bai. Like, don't talk to me until you watch Kung Fu Bai. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, Did he enjoy it? I will do um, Oh, my God, he loved it. Because he oh, was like, wow. he's also under the impression that, you know, Hindi film is like, oh, you know, song, dance. It's DDLJ. DDLJ. Like, yeah. there's, there's this whole slew of, of films that, for whatever reason, just don't, you know, surface up to the mainstream. As I mean, 83 did, but, like, the – the stuff like Gangubai kind of stays there yeah. until it's on a Netflix or something where yeah. everyone can, you know, it can get a little more sensationalized because it is like, it, it's, yes. it's something that's happening every day. And like, we should, we should know about it. Well, and, the, and the, the cool thing is that it's Sanjay Leela Bansali. So there is an element of it automatically being mainstream because it's yeah. him. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? True. Unlike, let's say, I mean, a movie that I loved from a few years ago, like a death in the gunge, which like I is such a, that. Uh, such an yeah. incredible film so smart. or so um smart. it was so smart right or trapped vikramaditya yeah. motwane like that yeah. movie is fucking amazing yeah. and like yeah. it's not even available to watch anywhere mm. we had to, like, i went it. i went to an, the ifla premiere that's how i was able oh. to see it that oh. is literally yeah, the, that was there uh, on in flop yeah yeah so 2017 when it came out yeah. that's when i was a, that's how i was able to watch it cuz it didn't even play in theaters i yeah. think it played for like a day so that's i mean crazy. it's it, yeah, it's stuff like that where it's like you do the upside. I mean, there's a lot of upsides with Sanjay Leela Bansali, obviously. But like the one of the biggest upsides for a film like this when it comes to Sanjay Leela Bansali is that it's Sanjay Leela Bansali. And so people are going to want to see it. And so when it when it's rooted in something so grounded and painful and interesting and profound, like it's just it's like the cherry on top. You know what I mean? To kind of piggyback off of that, like, what do you feel, and maybe there aren't any, but what do you feel are some of the biggest misconceptions about um, the Hindi film industry, or maybe even just Indian cinema in general, that you wish, you know, people would maybe take a second and step back and be like, it's not really like that, or, you know, learn a little bit more about this? Honestly, I, I don't hang out with people who don't like my <laughs> cinema. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we come from, or I turn them, like, I convert them. 
Like, Honestly, that might be the best answer we've ever gotten. <laughs> like, I don't surround yeah, myself with the haters, so I don't know what the misconceptions are. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, mm, yeah, sorry. It's like you. No, we can't do it. Sorry, it, it won't work. Yeah. Out. Like, yeah. No, you the prerequisite. You don't you like can't it? look down Bye. upon Shah Rukh Khan spreading his arms or yes. without much <laughs> No, sorry. That I mean, but that, that, no, but seriously, I, I really feel what you're saying, though, like on a cellular yeah. level, because whether people think it's kitschy or corny or whatever, that's our that's love. That's our culture. Are. That's what we grew up like, with. That's who we are. Song and dance is a part of our life. It's it's yes. we really do start singing. The baby is born, the whole family sings. Wedding yep. three days of singing and dancing. There is a night which is just called Sangeet, which is exactly. all about <laughs> singing and dancing. It is a part of our life, and this was before Karan Johar took over the wedding business in India. This has been yeah. happening way before that. We've always been singing and dancing. Like weather changes, we sing. Spring comes, we sing. So it is a part yeah. of our culture. So it is going to be there in our movies. I am totally unapologetic about it. Give me an opportunity. I'm yeah. gonna show you how musicals are made. I'm gonna just turn yeah. Top Gun into most amazing musical, which for the first Top oh Gun was. God. That's Remember amazing. what great songs we had. If it, they had just allowed us a little bit, we would have just made it. All we needed was Tom Cruise to sing Take My Breath Away. Exactly. And then everything would have been yeah, fun. Exactly. That's true. That's You're it. very right. Yeah. Okay, wait. Then let me let me ask you a different question. What do you hope now that Gungaba is out and, and has become so popular? And what do you hope is the direction that Hindi or Indian cinema will continue to go in? I, I would really, really uh, love for us to put storytelling in the forefront. We are still in an industry which is very much actor-focused. And I can understand movies are a big budget business. And if you know it, they become yeah. would guarantee you a certain audience. If you know an Akshay Kumar would get you a certain kind of opening. You try to go that route. But I would like to say that stories win. Yeah. We cannot underestimate our audience. Our audience is very smart. And now with all this globalization of content, I mean, Money Heist is so damn popular in India. Like so damn popular. Like, you know, people love it. So don't underestimate our audience and challenge them. Like constantly be in this challenging mode. And my husband was just telling me this morning that uh, it's first time a Hindi book has uh, won the Booker Prize. And I think that is fantastic. Like Gitanjali's thing, yeah. and I haven't had a chance to check up on it, but this is so amazing. So we are ready for this, uh, like you know, art content to go global, and I'm I'm trying very hard. I want to play my part in it, and I'm working with yeah. some great producers who trust. Uh, if I'm trying to tell a story a certain way, they trust me. I would not name names, but there is this one movie, and you know what all movies I've done. <laughs> so. That I did, in which I was being told constantly by my director, oh my God, it's been three scenes and we don't have a scene for our A-list actress that we had. I was like, mm. Let's stop looking at it this way. It's like, no, but 10 minutes, people have not seen her on screen. So you have to put some scene of hers here. It's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Just like, you know, yeah. let the story breathe. And later when uh, I was dubbing and this actress and I became like really close and she was the one who was looking at the edit at the, in the dub and she's like, why am I here? I'm in the scene. I'm just killing the moment. Just stay with the moment. Take my scene out. Yeah. You know, just put yeah. me She could see it. Like I, I consider our actors also as your audience. 
like just trust, yeah. trust them like challenge them trust them and if your story is true and honest and it'll, it'll, it'll reach them and we can reach global audiences that's my dream yeah ho- and hopefully that's like happening you know what i mean i, I just remember like a couple years ago when like andadun and like badaiho were like the two biggest yeah. movies yeah. of the year you know absolutely so yeah. Yeah, it, hopefully that's the case. And, and hopefully like the Netflix and Amazon India and all of that stuff helps with this too. Yeah. And like, you know, we went to Berlin. My first movie went to Cannes Film Festival. But that's the thing. A lot of our movies do make it to Cannes and all these big festivals every year. We go to festivals. We are lauded there, applauded there. We come back home and we're not able to ride the wave because yeah. we are not convinced ourselves. Okay, Gangubai did. Because it was still honest to its uh, Indian core and we were able to get that uh, voice across. And I just hope that when we get there, we are able to ride this wave and get it to larger audiences as possible. Like outside the festivals Mm. and let people see that our cinema is pretty cool. We make cool shit, like, you know, and it's fun and you will enjoy. And it's not just like, it's an experience like nothing else. It's just a leap of faith. Come over and just take it with us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just before we wrap up, I do want to go back for a second. And I'm so curious. What is a Sanjay Leela Bansali set like? It is passionate. It's nuts. And you really, 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 really work hard. Like if he's on the set, you cannot be sitting. Because if you're sitting, you're not as much into the thing as he is. Yeah, you're not oh, doing. Yeah. If you're sitting, you're not doing. <laughs> yeah, you have to be in constant motion. And I know the AD, they would, they were ADs who just go from place A to B and C just to be seen being moving. But yeah, you have to be like super passionate on the sets. And when I was on my next movie as a writer of the project, I would never sit. I would be there at the monitor standing. And my director used to be like, you're annoying me now. Just take the seat. You're the writer. This is your That's chair. So it's like, I-, I can't sit. I can't like, I just cannot this sit. Is like- so, this is so funny because I'm just thinking, I was at a night shoot yesterday and I at like 2 a.m. I was eating a taquito sitting in the chair. And now all I can think about is how Sanjay Lilo Bansali would be like, you useless piece of trash. Like, get up, go stand by the monitor. Why are you eating a taquito at 2 a.m.? <laughs> and we had a lot of fun when he's in good mood. We have so much fun. And the thing is that even when he blows his top off, he says such funny things, which are not funny in that moment. But later on, when he's all calmed down, some of his stuff is like so much like, so yeah, like, how? What? What just made you say that? So we laugh a lot. We work very, very hard. Very well, nice. yeah, I mean, it's like epic in scale. Every, I had blisters like, on the soles of my feet and I've never had them before or after this. But those two years, they were like blisters on my soles. Oof. So, yeah. yeah. So he gives Wait, it his um, all. See, the thing is like cinema has his everything. And I, I tell people that, you know, so I've had, uh, God, for last five years or six years, every few months I will have an uh, offer to direct. But I'm terrified of directing just for this reason that if I cannot even do 10% of what he does, I'll feel mm. like such a fraud because his life yeah. lessons are there in my head. I saw his process like so closely. He used to always tell me like this frame, this is there for posterity. This is for the rest of your life. You will die. You'll be gone. But what you have done here, you know, this is like printed for life. You'll be known for this and you cannot take it lightly. Yeah. Because I mean, I but that maybe that means though that you absolutely should do it. Uh, I, I don't, don't know, know. Karshani. But then I'm like, 
Oh, that's tiring. Oh, I'm just happy being there right now, sitting in my couch, <laughs> eating peanuts, writing. Why would be right there on that set? Well, I mean, we could talk to you for 15 hours. I know. I yeah. talked to you guys. Truly. Like, I just feel like Anything there have been so many. From my next deadline, I'm so happy to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to, but seriously, like I, we feel like like we just went on just like the greatest roller coaster ride of all time. Like, I, see that, see the efforts I have to make to be cool. <laughs> the chat room is hosted by me, Nikki Menon, and me, Kirtana Sastri, in partnership with Brown Girl Magazine. Pallavi Sastri is our consulting producer. All podcast artwork is created by Ashraya Sukesh and opening music is by Sridhar Bamnipati. Special thanks to Trisha Sukujawalia. Please subscribe to The Chat Room on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. Thanks for tuning in.